Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we are finishing Rhythm of War. I'm sad to see it go. Hmm. But but now we're caught up with everybody. There's no spoilers <laughs> anymore for us. That's true. That's true. I'm excited. Um, yeah. So we finished the book. Uh, before we do, we've got to do uh, a little housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Upcoming schedule, right? Uh, we're very organized. So next week is going to be is going to be a, sh- a break. So we're not going to release an episode next week. The week after that, we're actually going to do our first Patreon only episode. Okay, That's so right. Luke and Dan uncensored. <laughs> so so uh, Patreon subscribers will get an episode. Two weeks from now, um, and it's going to be, it's going to be, we, I don't think you've bought it yet. I bought Elden Ring. Mm. Um, I think nominally the episode is going to be a little bit of our, our discussion on Elden Ring, um, but it's also, I think we're going to make it a little mailbag, so if, any, if anyone uh, has any topics or questions that they want us to talk about. Uh, there'll be a spot maybe on the subreddit and Twitter uh, to, to to give some suggestions for that episode. But yeah, that's, that'll that'll be our first Patreon only uh, event. An event, I love it, Luke. Event. Yes, I'm calling it an event. Definitely. So yeah, hit us up with anything you want us to talk about uh, in a couple weeks. That'll be on the Patreon, and then the week after that, so three weeks from now, we'll be back on schedule with the next book. Which we haven't decided yet, yeah. but we'll let you know. Right. Keep an eye. Keep an eye on the on the subreddit and Twitter for for what book that is. Again, okay. Schedule outlined. Let's get let's get to rhythm of war. Okay, my first note, Luke. We have to talk about this first because we okay. ended last week. We ended the pod, and you were like, "I can't believe we didn't talk about the fact that there's a dragon on Roshar." And I was yes. like, oh, my God. So I have that as my very first note that we need to talk about the fact that there's a dragon on Roshar. Thank you for writing this down because I forgot again. Um, I can't believe Yeah, it. I forget who says it. There was a note. Was it Wit, maybe? It was either Wit or, like, Odium. It was one of the people that know a lot more about what's going on than anybody else. Yeah. Someone was like, there's only one dragon on Roshar. And... Yeah. Do you think that's like a shape-shifting dragon? Okay, so I think there's like two a, options here. I, I, I Because, okay. okay, if there's like a real dragon, then yeah. it, like people would be going nuts about it, right? I would think there so. There would be legends. Like, people would have heard about it. Like, it's this is a big deal. Right. I mean, unless it's like a dragon that's been sleeping for on its hoard of treasure for like 10,000 years. Oh my, okay, Luke, then now I have three options for what the dragon could be. <laughs> uh, okay, based on this, this recent uh, revelation that you have just mm-hmm. inspired, you remember how the Horn Eater Peaks have like a mysterious warm pool? Ooh, yes. Dragon sleeping under the pool. Dragon sleeping okay. deep in the mountain. Could, that could be it. A little be a smog situation. That's right. Whew, okay, so there's option number one for the dragon. Is That's under the a, okay, the, here's the question, though, because mm-hmm. we're going to get into the details of the biology of dragons. Yeah. If if that's the case, the dragon is putting off heat, Yeah. which is energy. Uh-huh. How is it supplying that energy? Is it eating? Uh, my, Maybe uh, nuclear? Could be nuclear. Could That's true. Okay, yeah. This and, the, like, the horn eaters have, like, a very unique culture and... Uh, they seem very, I don't know, they can see spren, so maybe there's some genetic, like, things going on with them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you said three options. What are the others? Okay, the other one is it's just a little guy, which we've already kind of seen this little guy, right? <laughs> like Cheery Cheery, you mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah. What if that, I mean, this that, is what I first thought when we were introduced. That could for sure be the dragon, which it it fits. It checks all the boxes, right? It flies. It's like a reptilian kind of thing. I'm. It's not quite like I feel like we're stretching the definition of dragon, if that's the case. Luke, the pre-chapter visuals of this thing look like a dragon. 
Yeah, but it doesn't breathe fire. It's it's main it's thing is tiny. It's, like it's a little You're just baby. You're saying a thing that flies and looks I feel like, like a that's dragon. Not enough. Oh my okay. god. Okay. All right. Fine, Luke. Do you have do you have another alternative then? Because I have a third option, which I think was the route we were potentially going to go down here. I was going. I was going shapeshifter right. like like the uh, the what's it called? Um, the Witcher dragon. Yes, where they can look like people. Yeah. Yeah, this was my, this is the third option. And then the question is, who's the dragon? Right? We've got to have met them. I feel like, I, the only reason that we're going shapeshifting dragon mm-hmm. is because we haven't heard about it, which I think is a good reason because you would think that you would have hear, heard about a dragon. Right. But I just, I, I don't, I'm not willing to just like give shapeshifting to dragons. Oh, you're willing you know I mean? to demand that they breathe fire, but not that they shapeshift. That's a, the dragons have like, I don't know, four defining characteristics. Uh-huh. Maybe three. Okay. Flying. Yeah, big one. Being a big scaly boy. Yeah. That's number two. And breathing fire. Uh-huh. Some of them hoard treasure. Not all. but the, I Not think those all are the dragons. Not <laughs> all dragons hoard treasure. <laughs> Are there more? Are there more dragon like defining dragon characteristics? I feel like old, old. like ancient, like they live a really long time. Oh, okay, long. Okay, they have long life. Long. Life. You don't mean in, like they're not inherently old, <laughs> right? They're born at five hundred years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure that. And um, like intelligent. And in- I agree with. That. I feel like I've there's been books about unintelligent dragons which I reject. Yeah, that's no. Those don't count for sure. Not unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, <laughs> so I'm going with the sleeping for ten thousand years thing. Mm, okay, okay. I think Shalon might be a dragon. I think that's been her big problem this whole time. Is she's secretly a dragon? I think Shallan's, that's the next big reveal. <laughs> to get to to get to level five. She this has is, to realize that she's a dragon. That's this is sure. Radiant. Radiant is a dragon. Okay. That's why Radiant hasn't disappeared yet, because Shallan hasn't accepted. She's actually a big 500-year-old scaly monster. That's... <laughs> it's going to be a big surprise for Adeline, but maybe he's into it. First, let me, first of all, just say we're trying to stay away from the monster word. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> But that would be a pretty good realization, you know? Yeah, it would also make sense why all these Spren are so interested in bonding with her. Right. Because they're like, yeah, she has killed a Spren before, but she is also a dragon. So I'm going to try it. How did we How did we get to Shallan as a dragon? <laughs> Dragon's got to be somewhere, Luke. I love it. I think that's, I think that's a good note. I think that's a good... I don't know if if anyone has any uh, any other defining characteristics of dragon that they have to like. G- give me the, give me the checklist for dragons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For okay, um, okay. I this is another another book that has the big what do they call it like a sander lanch where it's just huge ending wherever so like all of my notes are kind of towards the end a sander lanch i've never heard this i I feel like i've heard people say that before okay i'm i I don't know if i love that i get it like an avalanche but it's not good it's not very good um it's like a climax but yeah he he's very good at writing a outstanding climax of his book maybe maybe i'm getting it maybe maybe the maybe i'm getting the wrong phrase and there's a different one that works better but if somebody's got anyway, a different my, phrase I'll, for what happens at the end of brandon sanderson books please let us know so all of my notes are towards the end um which i don't want to immediately move us towards unless that's your the case for you as well let's let's work our way into it luke because okay. a lot happens at the end but there's a few things that i want to kind of circle back to from our discussion about these books and the sure. first is a comment I made last episode. I wasn't very into the trial at first. I okay. I I the trial was very good at the end. I I came around to it very quickly, and mm. I think the trial was very good. I was into it the whole time. The whole thing. Uh, after in the section that we read, all of the trial scenes were very good. I think I was mm-hmm. like. I was not very hopeful 
at the end of the last section we read because the trial didn't seem very interesting. Like, I just didn't really care about the legal proceedings. However, they kind of did a little improv on it. They kind of they kind of let it go loosey goosey, and I was loving it. I did like the, I did like the format of the trial. <laughs> um, it was kind of interesting where people can just yell out stuff, right? And like once he, I, it's one of those where there's like rules that feels weird to be in a trial for me. You know what I mean? Like this feels like more of a debate rule, yeah, rather than a rule that like presides over the judgment of someone. The, the the one that I'm talking about being like I I forget the details but it's something like if you ask or the the audience can ask questions yes and if you ask a question back that means that they like have the floor now exactly yeah it's very interesting to like have these weird technicalities but I was into it mm-hmm. um so what do you what are your thoughts on the on the I think Maya is the dead eyes name mm-hmm I feel like it was obviously a weird move for the honor sprint to like put her on the stand. It, Maybe this is hindsight is 2020, but yeah, it did seem really dumb. Like just like a bad play because they don't think any of them can talk. Right. Right. And so like everybody already knows what this is like and it's also it's weird to put like yourself in the antagonistic role and Adeline in the like sympathetic role to the dead eyes right right so um Adeline and Maya may have may have won like been successful in their trial but I'm gonna say the honor spread lost it rather than Adeline won it no doubt the honor spread lost it yeah yeah Although I will say the truth like kind of came out from it, which was nice. Like in the end, That's we're kind true. of all winners because now the honor spinner are like, oh, actually the dead eyes might be more Ooh. than we thought. This is good because I was I was uh, framing the, the trial in a winners versus losers. Mm. And really, we're looking for the truth. It's not a zero this sum game. Thank, thank you. Thank you for, for teaching me this. The other thing that was really fascinating about this trial was they talked a lot about the Dead Eyes, and mm-hmm. there's so many parallels between the Dead Eyes and humans that we get in this last bit of the book, especially with like the people who have battle fatigue, who are basically like Dead Eyes now. And like Kaladin's whole thing is he's trying to save these people, and Adeline, it turns out, is also like coming up with ways to save like Spren, who are similarly. Mm-hmm injured so i love that like parallel there and the fact that like the the solution is very similar for both of them like maya is like no you don't get to have my in a, in a a move that was very reminiscent to uh dalinar with the mm. with like him denying odium okay. being like you can't have my pain you can't have this like maya also being like no i did this like we chose to do this you can't have it um mm-hmm. And I, I love the, like, callbacks and, like, the parallels that are happening between Spren and humans. It's very good. It's tying things together very well for me. It is. It is. Funny, funnily enough, like, I never even really considered that the Spren were, like, part of the decision. Right. And now in right. hindsight, it's like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think it's... We had never considered that because for the longest time, Spren are not really, like, thinking beings and only when you've bonded a spren for a long time does it gain like sentience and so we're kind of just now getting spren who are like characters right like we're just now getting sure i say just now in the last like two books frankly but um they, they kind of have to work up to the like being aware and like able to make decisions like that it seems like yeah yeah that's 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 fair but yeah, um, the way it was framed this whole time, it was like, oh, I can't believe we did this to the Spren. How terrible. How terrible is that? Yeah. And to be fair, one person did do that to the Spren. <laughs> oh, no. You know who it is. <laughs> My favorite character, Shallan. Shallan! Shallan apparently is like the only one who just did kill their Spren. Everybody else, their Spren I... were like, hey, we should quit. 
and it's okay. We'll accept the consequences. Shallan was like, I'm done with you. This is going to be, this is going to be a hot take. I think this is on sprint. Uh, okay. Why? Okay. The, because the scene that we see is a child, yeah. Shallan. Yeah. Being like, I don't like you anymore. Go away. Yeah. And that like killing her sprint. Yes. Like, what, have you never met a child before? <laughs> I actually what agree you t- with you. I hate to say this, but I do agree <laughs> with you. I think I think this is kind of the Spren's fault. That's on you for bonding a child with like entrusting your life to their like whims. I don't know. Well, what if I, I, it's ridiculous? I think. Yeah, I agree with you. It is kind of absurd, and I think okay. Here's the only like step back i think we need to take and look at a bigger picture is when spren bond people they're not super like aware right like sill wasn't sure sill was like very close to a wind spren when she bonded kaladin so like right they're not really like super i don't feel like it's as much of a choice i I feel like sill went into the i don't know because i uh, actually, it's hard to tell because there's different. Like, Sill seemed like a wind sprint, but then like other people, other sprint seem very aware with who they choose. Right. Yeah. Like, especially with the Skybreakers, their sprint seem to be like forming committees and like selecting people. And and, and like same with the yeah, same with the honor sprint now. Yeah, you're right. Uh Hmm. Okay. Fuck it. Yeah, there was a bad choice for Testament. What are you doing? You made a really bad call by bonding with, like, a toddler. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not willing to... I'm not I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna criticize Shallan for this. I, I am one... I am quick to criticize Shallan, and in fact, I agree with you. I don't think... I don't okay. think this is on Shallan. Man. What a, oh. what a moment for us. Um, I do think it's really interesting. So I wasn't buying. Okay. Pattern claims that the reason why he was using the cube was to talk to wit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't buying that for a long time because the like test that Shalon did to see if he was lying was like, Hey, you remember that one time in the garden? Oh, what fun times. And like pattern clearly lied to her about remembering this thing that didn't happen. And I was like, okay, why is Pattern lying about that? Like, what's... He's he's pr- got to be lying about something else then, right? Like, why would he lie about that? And it was because that was the other Spren. He was, like, trying to play the part of yeah. the other Spren because he didn't want to reveal that she had killed Testament. And so it was like, that's why, that's why Pattern lied to her because he didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, you killed that one. I don't, I don't know what that one was. <laughs> So, so you're saying that like the, we were worried about pattern for no reason because he was actually, the good, like doing good things. Is that what you're trying to say? I think my suspicion of pattern was held like even after he was like, oh, don't worry, I was talking to wit. I was still very suspicious of pattern. Oh yeah, okay. Until it was like, oh, this is why he lied about that thing that never happened. Okay, sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, now we're, now we're back to team pattern. I'm I've always team Shalon and have and I'm still Dan Dan says no no um <laughs> I could see I could see the argument now we're only down to two uh two I, characters isn't the right word personalities right Shalon and Radiant right which is a dragon um so that's good that's good a little less confusing but maybe maybe she'll add a new one though you know shake shake things <laughs> up a nice. little bit so are we ready are you ready to move to kaladin yeah or do you want to okay yeah um so, so <laughs> i like we ended last episode with joking about how we know what's going to happen with kaladin he's going to go through like a bunch of more trauma <laughs> and yes uh i don't think that i need to brag about that because it was like yeah that's kaladin's whole thing 
Um, but man, tough time. Tough time for Kaladin. Seeing a bunch of people murdered in front of him. But he gets he gets so many hero moments. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We gotta spread some of these around. Like, we can't give Kaladin all the highlights. <laughs> Kaladin comes in at the end here. Yeah. And this is me me moving so so we can we can go back to earlier. Yeah. But like there's this big slaughter. Everyone assumes Kaladin has died. He had this like super badass fight with the pursuer. Yeah. In which he like not only defeated him, but like ruined his entire reputation. He ruined his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> he ruined his career. Uh, the pursuer has been canceled. Um, and then like seemingly dies, right? You mean he like jumps off the tower? Sl- right. Yeah. And then, and then everyone's getting slaughtered. And then he comes in as like a glowing shard plate covered hero, which I'm for. I'm right. very pro that. Yeah. It was awesome. Yes. I was hyped. But man, this guy, this guy's getting a lot of highlights. I feel like his legend is becoming too big to a certain degree Mm. because think about Mm. all of the moments at the end of these books where Kaladin swoops in just in as a miracle and saves the day right like I mean I think in this one Navani's thing would have worked as well mm -hmm. um well but but yes but the visual of it like everybody sees Kaladin doing this they don't see Navani like suddenly turn on the air conditioning and the repelling force field yeah yeah. But they see Kaladin being like, I have come to save you, everybody. <laughs> this is going to be the next thing that breaks Kaladin, is just like the pressure of his own reputation. I feel like it is. I feel like it's huge. No man can bear that weight. It's too big. He even he even like acknowledges it as well. And this is before he even does his cool big save everybody moment where he's walking in and he's being like, I can't show them I'm weak or I'm like really sad or crying because they think I'm this hero. Right. And then he shows up wearing shard plate and like saves the day after doing that. And they already did think he was a hero. Like they already, they were already super into Kaladin. So now it's just, Oh man. Everyone's already putting the brands on their forehead, and now it's, like, the next level up. That was before the most recent thing. (laughs) You gotta think everybody feels kind of foolish now, though, that his brand fell off. Right? Kaladin shows up in this shard plate, and they've all got the brands on their forehead, but Kaladin's like, oh, dude, I I wasn't gonna keep that. You guys... I don't have those anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not permanent, is it? (laughs) I th- I'm going the other way with it, actually, mm. uh, because the people that were there for this are going to have them and someone's going to be like, hey, what's that? And they can they get to be like, oh, it's a thing that Kaladin used to have. You wouldn't get it. You weren't around. Oh, true. You don't even know how to dial a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a VHS is, kid? yeah okay i think that's i think that's the move i actually love this yeah a lot of people are going to get these tattooed on permanently after this yeah 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 um but then also the the so the moment right before this where kaladin goes into the vision and and his little brother yeah has the moment with him very nice it was very touching that brandon does such a good job of making these like putting characters at very low moments and then like having this great scene that is like so touching, very emotional and just like, like you go from a Valley to a peak so quickly. Yeah. It's nice. So finally, after me thinking that this moment was going to happen like 12 times throughout the book, it finally happened. Um, In classic Sanderson fashion. And I will say this last ideal, the fourth ideal, Mm Mm-hmm. At least for Kaladin, I don't know if it changes for different people. Um, was that I have to like accept that there are people that I cannot save, which for Kaladin very difficult. Mm-hmm. But I think that for other people, I feel like we swap three and four. Mm. 
because mm-hmm. three is like I can I'll save the people that I hate, which seems harder for some people than accepting that there are people that they cannot save. I agree with you, and I do think that everybody's words are different. Like I think everybody has mm-hmm. slightly different oaths that they swear. I guess they do. It can't be just the words. They have to have like some kind of revolution, revelatory moment. Right. Exactly. Because, and Kaladin even knew that this was the next stage and he's known it for a long time. But I think that the challenge with Kaladin was like accepting it and like knowing what it means because it's, it feels like it's a level deeper than just like knowing these are the words and knowing you should accept them as true. It's more of like understanding and like, really internalizing what it means that you can't save everyone sure sure and like believing it so yeah it i think the words might be slightly different for everybody but it's always got to be something like very tough for them to accept and acknowledge they gotta earn it if Mm. you're if you're a wind runner everyone else's is easy (laughs) (laughs) apparently yeah apparently uh I, this the more we read in Stormlight, the more it's clear how similar Cradle and Stormlight are to me. Mm. Like with like the the multiple worlds thing. The multiple worlds thing. As we get further in Stormlight, that becomes more and more apparent that that's like a big huge thing happening with the Cosmere. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, how they level up is like finding out a deep truth about themselves. That's like what happens in later cradle books. Yeah. So uh I I think it's very interesting the the parallels there. Um I still enjoy both of them very much, but they're very similar. Yeah, in the, in those ways I can I can for sure see. Yeah. And and I know that like Will is for sure inspired by Brandon Sanderson. Like he's mentioned this a few times before. Um, I think at one point he envisioned Little Blue as a weapon of some kind and then was like, oh, wait, this is just Sill. <laughs> I think he talked about that on a live stream he did at one point. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's rough because even if you didn't, <laughs> even if he wasn't like having that in mind or wasn't thinking about Stormlight Archive, now you can't do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of good parallels. Too serious that we both that we that we that we love. Oh yeah. So uh, apparently, there's something about this this structure <laughs> that works. Um, I'm gonna do something small. Okay. Sure. So, okay. So, Rock, mm-hmm. the it, it, does it feel really weird that he is gone? Like, I can't tell if it's just like, oh yeah, he's genuinely gone. Or if it's like, oh, you're never going to see him again. And then we for sure are. Okay. You know well, what I mean, okay. We for sure are. I will say that now. hundred okay, percent. That, that's, no that's where you're falling. Okay. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. We're going to see him again. It's, it's just got to be kind of a, it's building dramatic tension by him not being there. Right. But like, there is yeah. no way that Brandon's going to be like, Oh uh, yeah, we just we're cutting rock out of the story. Like that this is how we're going to do it. We're going to send him off into exile and then like we're never going to hear from Rock again. Right. It almost feels like, you know, on like a TV show yeah. when an actor like doesn't sign their contract or something yes. and so the writers have to write them out in some way. Yes. That's what it feels like. Right. And that's why I'm like of course we're going to see Rock again because this is a character that Brandon made up. It's not somebody who didn't sign a contract or like who got canceled. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna see Rock again, Luke. I think he's gone. <laughs> if only everybody else knew they were in a book, because it would make it much less sad when they're like, "Oh, Rock didn't get to come to Tef's funeral." It's like, "Oh, he'll hear about it." Yeah, he's gonna for sure have a touching moment with you guys later. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. Okay, let, I want to move to something much bigger than than that note. Ooh, okay. I we've mentioned this before. The Kolinar family is already way too powerful and influential in this world. Yes. We just gave them another bondsmith. This is this is a note that I have as well. This the same is, way that we have to spread the hero moments around, we gotta we gotta we gotta spread the important positions around insane. more than the Kolin. It's too much. It's insane, Luke. 
Like, I was kind of hype when Relaine was potentially going to be the Bondsmith. I was like, okay, that's yeah, very same. cool. Um, and it, like, is a nice bringing together of two worlds. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Nope. Give it to Navani, the other, the one who's married to another Bondsmith. I, I know. I know. Oh, spread the 100% wealth. 100% with you on this. It's too much. Especially considered that, like, Dalinar is going, is being kind of, like, fascist. In it. Well, I'm not fascist. He's kind of a dictator. And he's like, I don't know how these governments yeah. work with, like, democracy and voting and shit. I, we need a strong yeah. person at the front to make decisions, everybody. And he's, like, the power is consolidating around him. It is making it way easier for him to just do whatever he wants. That's not good. Yeah, it's, I don't, I honestly really genuinely don't love it. Um, don't get me wrong. The moment was like, obviously super cool when Navani bonds with uh, a sibling. sibling. Mm-hmm. But I was really hoping for Relaine or David. Or David somebody, cool yeah, David would have been cool. Just somebody who's not like the main people. One yeah. of the like main head people who are already extremely powerful, right? And I will say, the like, the symbolism in the like combination of cultivation and honor, and like that as like an understanding of science, I thought was like good, and it made a lot of sense, and it was also also this like great moment for Navani to be like, I am a scientist, I did it that's all great that's all like good well written i just wanted somebody else to be super powerful yes i agree i also the 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 thing about navani like having this accomplishment also helping her realize like acknowledge that she's a scientist Mm -hmm. i i mean it's good because it was a good moment but i just i don't love that it's like she had to have the greatest discovery of all time to be considered I, I, a scientist yeah. yeah 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 like i no you already are like you can you, you don't need this one you even had, if you had already met the bar especially too because apparently this greatest discovery happened in complete isolation which is a little frustrating to me because that's never how scientific discovery happens is like one person yeah. in a room being like oh, i gotta figure this out like yeah that's just not really how it goes like (sighs) we need collaboration folks i mean there's like i feel like it was attempted to make the collaboration with her and the lady of wishes uh but again it's like two two people no i don't know two people who are like so competitive it's to their detriment like yeah i get publish or perish but this is absurd (laughs) Exactly. Um, My so Navani, Navani skyrocketed to like greatest scientist of all time, with no one, no possibility of matching her. Right, ever, literally ever. Uh, yeah. Good luck, everybody. Um, the, here's the thing that I'm a little concerned about with Navani, though. Okay. Navani's current role is the interface with sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Navani going to get bogged down incredibly quickly with like customer service complaints about Erythru? Like, Hey, my heater has been kind of on the fritz for the last week. (laughs) Don't know what you need to do. Can you like talk to sibling about it? Yeah. Because we already, you know, this is a good word. This is a valid worry. There is a complaint that she has to deal with right at the end that I like noted that she gets taken away. Like somebody asks for her help coming, like solving a problem with the tower right at the beginning. So right at the end of of the book. So I feel like this potentially is she's going to have to stop a lot of her scholarly pursuits to like manage this apartment, this giant apartment complex. Yeah. I mean, okay, okay. So I do agree that she's going to have to do some of this kind of thing. However, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing because I feel like you're envisioning small problems. Yeah. And like restoring, like fixing things to the level of what they are. Right. Like, hey, my hey, toilet my doesn't flush very well. <laughs> right. <laughs> the water pressure is not great. Mm-hmm. It takes like five minutes to wash my hair. Um, however, with the importance of Erythru. Yeah. I feel like there could be a path for like building it to even greater heights of mm. their like, right? With her knowledge of like the people's needs and her innovation combined with like sibling, whatever, whatever sibling knows. I don't know. Uh, it could be kind of a fun and very productive like diversion. Right. You're saying like Navani suddenly becomes all about infrastructure. Right. Maybe they're putting in like a subway system. Subway system for sure. Um, the lifts go go horizontal as well as vertical now. Ooh, a little glass elevator. A little wonk That's right. <laughs> Love that. I mean, the more obvious one being like agriculture. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> Right. Yeah, they've been trying to crack that one for a while and it seems like this could be very helpful for that. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um I am worried though, Luke. Okay. I'm worried because it seems like they're going to get very much invested with cultivation because mm-hmm. that's now like a thing that they've discovered and like is potentially cool. Is the cultivation god cool though this is a good question i think this takes me to like the the next like big thing that happened at the end with uh with teravangian yeah so teravangian steals the sword uh from seth and stabs odium with it and then in a twist that i did not see coming at all teravangian becomes the odium right and yeah, i i know no clue that was coming and apparently cultivation was like yes you've done it i knew you could do it which i i don't know if this is good well okay so wh- what makes you worry about cultivation because of that because it seems like if odium is like fraying at the edges like you just kill him right so okay let's distinguish between the power and the the mind person or the body the mind yes yes um so i someone else would probably know better than me i think that the honor like power and mind were killed yes but I don't know if others have been. And I feel like Odium is the only one that's actually like destroyed a... Like a shard. And killed a, a shard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we get a hint as to what happened. Because Odium mentions that he he literally can't break an oath. Because if he does, that will provide a hole, an opening for cultivation to jump in and murder him. And like that would be the mm-hmm. end of it. And so that is a hint. It's like, that's that's got to be what Honor did, right? Honor had to have broken an oath to provide an opening for Odium to kill him. Potentially. I, do, I mean, it could be different for different shards, but yes. Yeah, but it seems like that's the thing that happened was Honor broke an oath. And I'm kind of, before we move on with this, I'm kind of curious what, what the oath is that Honor broke that was like such a thing. So important that he was like, yeah, this is, I'm going to die, but I, I can't, I can't agree to these terms. I can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be something that is like kind of a big thing. It's got to be kind of a big deal for honor to be like, yeah, I'm going to break this oath. Right. Like it can't be something where he's like, he said he was going to go to the, to the movies, but then he got tired. <laughs> exactly. Like, I want to go tonight. Exactly. Like he's going to go because the consequences are dire. Right. But, you know, okay, so so we keep getting that Honor was kind of crazy at the end and, like, super into just 
honor for the like the definition of honor uh-huh. and like keeping oaths regardless of the like actual context mm-hmm. do you think that this is compensation or overcompensation oh you're saying he broke you know one I mean? and then like, was trying to over like make up for it yeah that very well could be uh that makes a lot of sense you think he like promised somebody he'd show up for their birthday or something and then he forgot Ooh, what if he just forgot right and like technically he did break the oath but also like he didn't realize it was your birthday today yeah it just slipped his mind it just totally slipped his mind he's got a lot going on up there there's plans upon plans going on and like ah your birthday didn't show up on his calendar that's yeah it's kind of sometimes it's hard to put those into your phone it's Mm. you know um yeah no that for sure could be it i i'm still not 100 percent sure that this is like the only way to kill let's say honor um yeah it might not be it feels like it is we did get a hint though that this is one of the ways that it could have happened but yes odium it didn't necessarily open himself up to being killed by cultivation but it seemed like there was a fraying happening between the mind and the power Yes. And so it seems strange that cultivation was like, hey, I want Taravangian to be the mind behind this power. That part of the power is just hatred. Like Taravangian expresses this. He's like, yeah, I just like hate people a lot now. (laughs) I don't know if we want somebody competent in that role. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like I'd much rather handle an odium who doesn't really know how to control it and is having a hard time than Taravangian who is like, I have seen all things and I have touched Godhood as a human. So I am prepared to take on this mantle and just like do it so good. Immediately. Well, from this is from his perspective. So yeah, could be some hubris going on, but immediately like sees all these things that he's going to do kind of screws with wit a little bit in a way that previous Odium would never have been able to do. Yeah, a little worrying. And Cultivation made that happen. Oh, I don't know, Cultivation. (laughs) It's kind of hard to see. So, like, I'm I'm assuming the idea here is that, like, all of these traits that the different shards have are in some, in, like, in, are valuable, Mm -hmm. right? Is Is the, like, I guess idea? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very interesting that hatred is one of them. Because <laughs> I feel like all of the other shards should be like, hey, like, okay, I mean, can we have a vote? I don't think hatred gets to stay. Well, hatred is just angry determination, right? Uh, maybe, I don't know. So, like, determination feels like one that's powerful. I Okay, I think these are just things that are powerful, like you said. And, like, I think hatred is very powerful. Okay, yes. Yes, that's true. And so I imagine, yeah, all the other shards would be like, hey, hatred kind of sucks, right? But I don't think they could just vote him out of the club. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So maybe they they want, like, are they going to team up? Are Cultivation and Odium going to team up, do you think? This is what I I'm, have no clue what to expect from Terravengian. I know. Now. I know. Because it, oh man, it seemed like we were going to get a, like a retribution arc from him. It seemed like he was going to be a good guy at the end. Right. A redemption arc. A redemption. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. A redemption arc. Um, And it totally, like the twist that happened at the end was tough. I was, I was feeling yeah, bad for that character. It's, it throws a lot of, like wrenches into things. I don't know if wrenches is the right word, but like he talks about seeing all of these different ways that he can affect the Cosmere now that were so obvious that like everyone else is dumb and he's going to fix it. And his like whole thing, right, from Taravingian before is that he's going to save everyone. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if I trust your version of that anymore, but also like, this kind of is setting up because the oath that they just made yeah. with Dalinar yeah. is that Dalinar, if he loses, has to serve him for like ever. Right. Which may be a little, maybe a little uh, buddy movie coming up. I don't think it's going to be a very positive relationship, Luke. 
I was going to ask you, like, how do we how do we feel about this deal? Do how do we like it? Um, specifically the deal that Dalinar makes with Odium. That's like, hey, we're going to fight in ten days. If I win, or my champion wins, then you have to get out of these places and have peace with us. And if you right. win, then you get to keep everything you took and. Uh, I will serve you for eternity. Yeah. It still see it still seems like we need a longer contract to nail things down. Yeah. It does seem that way, huh? <laughs> Cause if I'm Dalinar and I lose, yeah. I have to serve Odium. Yeah. But let's say Odium's like, okay, go uh do whatever in this place like i feel like i can still do it poorly <laughs> right right and now i'm just traveling the and now i'm just traveling the universe being incompetent now it's a vacation yeah you got guaranteed employment like he's not gonna fire you you're right if, <laughs> good if he fires me good <laughs> exactly exactly uh mm. the other thing about this that kind of is tough for me is Dalinar has all the leverage in this situation. Like, Dalinar shows up, he's like, here's the deal I want to make with you. And Odium's like, yeah, I literally can't do that deal. So how about this deal? And Dalinar's like, "Mm, I don't really like that. I don't think so. And Odium's like, I really need to make a deal with you right now. (laughs) Right. Especially because, like, Dalinar has so much momentum at this moment. Oh, yeah, he just won a big battle. And they just got Ruthru back. And there's another Bondsmith. Like, it's insane how much, like, momentum Dalinar has. He's definitely negotiating from a position of strength here. No question. Right. So, like, just don't. Just say, oh, uh, yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> Can't. Not making that deal with you. I need, yeah. I need to talk to my colleagues and we'll come up with a new negotiation. It doesn't have like, to always be just you, Dalinar. Yeah. Stop being a dictator, man. You're not even the smart one. <laughs> it's true. He's not. Also, what's the fight? What's the what? What is it? I yeah. This is the other thing that was wild that he agreed to it. Is like it's a contest of champions, and he's pretty sure it's not going to be a fight. Like what? What is it then? An f fucking egg toss? like maybe you should have figured out what the contest was before agreeing to something that happens in 10 days yeah it's it feels like you have to you know what i mean like because what it like who's the judge is it does he say does he say to the death yeah it's to the death no it's no no it can't be to the death because if he loses (laughs) he serves odium what do you well that's if he chooses himself as the champion right which he did. Which, which he is going to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what this contest is going to be, man. I th- he he agrees to like a freaking taskmaster like competition where he has no idea what the challenge is. And well, okay. I will say it's not like I feel like Odium doesn't necessarily know either. Who the, who knows then? What are we doing, guys? You have to you have to set the rules at some point. Is it like the day before? You're like, okay, we're gonna. Uh, I don't know. We're, Draw. Who has the best drawing? <laughs> we're going to write a hip-hop song. It, Who has the most YouTube views <laughs> in three days? It feels so... Uh, it's not a good way to negotiate, either of you. I'm disappointed in both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You hate to see it. Um, I don't know. I also think... What what are your thoughts on him choosing himself as the champion? I think it's a little arrogant. Well, okay, this is we can't even comment. We can't even comment on this because we don't. If you don't know what the what the, the contest is, is, yeah, how can you make an informed decision on who the champion is? Right, right. Which like to a certain extent, I'll say this: it's pretty arrogant to be like, yeah, I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna be the one for sure. But also, it totally is in his vibe of like, I can't send somebody off to do this thing for me. Like right. it's too. It's asking too much of them. So 
I appreciate that. It feels very in character for him. But also, yeah, you have to know what you're doing before you agree to it, guys. Both of you. Absurd. So dumb. And who do you and who do you think that uh, that I guess Teravingian? Who's he going to choose as his champion? I mean, Moash feels like a potential choice here. Uh, I feel like he lost Moash though. Moash was blind, but I think he's still in well Odium's employ. He's still in his employ, but there's a line he like I think right before the negotiation where he's like, I lost another champion, which I'm assuming he was related he was talking about Moash. Ooh. That could be, yeah. Granted, this was back with with, Odium Odium version one. Yes, yes. Which I kind of thought, I couldn't tell. Okay, my confusion there had to do with the fact that it sounded like there were some spren involved that were from the, like some corrupted spren that were there at the same time. Mm. And I couldn't tell if they were influencing Sezeth and like Sezeth was potentially the one that Odium was going to pick. Okay. Because Sezeth has this moment where he is like murdering Teravangian in anger. And I thought that Odium was going to try and take him at that moment. Okay. But I, I, it was hard for me to tell. Okay. So there's also a, uh, at the end, Teravangian is like, He's like, oh, I see this loophole that previous Odium didn't. Yeah. And I have a theory. Ooh, a Luke theory. That I've just developed right now. Yeah. That I feel like is obvious. Um, let's let's hypothesize that it is like a fight. Uh-huh. Dalinar uh, and Odium have agreed on this. Dalinar chooses himself mm-hmm. as his champion. Odium is a god. With presumably more powers, I'm gonna choose myself. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're good. And I'm just gonna flick Dalinar <laughs> off the. out of the boxing. Off thing. the top of the tower. Yeah. You've got to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no other way. There's no other way. That's, of course, the solution is just like, yeah, I'm way more powerful than him. Of course it's me. He chose himself so I can choose myself. We didn't set limits on our like power, so it's not like you have to be level three to fight in this. Right, right. Get oh. it together, Dalinar. Yeah, bad deal. Bad deal we've negotiated. Uh, okay, can we move on from Dalinar and his bad deal? Yes, let me ask you something before. So, so we brought up Moash. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Um, you were hoping for redemption for Moash before. Are you still hoping for redemption? Mm, this is a good question and a tough one. I feel like no. I feel like I have given up on Moash at this point. Okay. Because he's such a dick. <laughs> Mo- Moash who murdered Teft and murdered Teft's spren. Yeah. And he tried to kill Navani. And- tried to kill Navani. And yeah. his, his like thing was when he lo- when he's regained the ability to feel... Yeah. He, like, felt terrible, but he was still mad that he could feel. Like, he felt... Right. It's not like he he wanted to stop doing things. He wanted his feelings to be taken away again, so... Exactly. I, I just... We're done with Moash. I we're done with Moash. Because a big part of redemption, right, is he, you have to, like, accept it, right? You have to be, like, acknowledge that you did bad things... And want to do something differently. Moash doesn't want to do anything differently. Moash just doesn't want to acknowledge that he did some really bad things. And so, right. no, we're done with him. We're done with Moash at this point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's still Poe for Moash in the future. Okay. If, okay. But he has to choose to, like, change. He has to choose to not just numb the pain. And I don't know if he's going to do that. Yeah. You gotta be you gotta be very willing to forgive if if we're gonna let Moash back into the into the I don't know what. Yeah, maybe that's level five for Kaladin. Oof, that's a tough one. Because they are very linked, right? Like Moash and Kaladin are very right connected characters. So Yeah. Level level five is 
when 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 Kaladin forgives Moash, he gets his own spaceship. I think that's level five. It's only fair, and a jacuzzi or something, something nice. <laughs> right, those two go together. Okay, can we can we move on? Yeah, I want to talk about something related to this actually. So Moash is. He was a character that I wanted a redemption because I wanted somebody who like chose something evil and mm-hmm. recognized that and like was redeemed from that. And I don't think Moash is it, but I think we got that in Venley. Yes, this is what I was thinking. Venley is exactly the character that I have wanted this whole time where she recognizes she was being very selfish And, like, the choices she made she knew would have bad consequences, but she still was like, yeah, I'm going to do this because it'll make me famous. And Mm. she recognized that. She recognized she wasn't, like, tricked into doing it or influenced by external factors and is, like, seeking to do better. And that's perfect. That's the character that I wanted. Thank you, Brandon. (laughs) Nice. So I love Venley. I'm all about Venley's redemption. I want them to... I do too. I want them to accept Venley and them to just be like thriving. Uh, yeah. Because I yeah, I love that story of somebody who just like intentionally chose evil, uh, but now recognizes like it had some negative consequences and they right. regret it. Right. Um. Yeah, I no no complaints about Vinley, um, and so she, so she has bonded a Reacher mm-hmm. spread, which was one of the sailor guys, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For some reason, I was expecting it to be like a random spread that we hadn't met yet, and and Reacher just felt initially kind of small and insignificant to me, but yeah. yeah. Um. But that also might have been because you threw out you threw out the Ashone Ashonai theory, which I don't think is true. But there was a couple pages where where it seemed it seemed like it was happening. What do you mean you don't think it's true? <laughs> okay, so so um, we get the the scene from I forget if it's Stormfather or yes. if it's Ashonai's. It's Ashonai's perspective, so and she, she's talking to Stormfather. So she gets, like, when she dies, she's carrying a lot of, what's it called? The magic. <laughs> Investiture. Yeah. And as we know, and if you're doing that, you, like, get reborn for a minute or something. Yeah. And the Stormfather's reward for her was to, like, take her in the storm so that she can see over every hill. Mm-hmm. Before he did that, I thought he was turning her into a sprint. But do you still think that that's a possibility? He kind of does. I mean, I okay, I think it's cleared up in that... Pay, like, I don't think there's extra stuff aside from what's in that chapter. Right. And what he says is her, like, memories are imprinted on that spread. And so, like, it's, it's set up as, like, it's kind of unclear. Like, okay. I don't think Eshonai's soul comes out of her body and becomes a spread. Okay. But I do think the Spren is like kind of a Shonai. Like the Spren has like memories that a Shonai had. Like it's it started off as like an unthinking thing and became maybe we can think of it more as like a child, like a daughter of a Shonai. Okay. Okay. But I still think it's like Almost exactly what I said. Like, okay, yeah, there was a tweak where it wasn't exactly a Shonai, but it's it's essentially a Shonai. Like, okay. there's a lot of a Shonai in that spread. Okay. I do like it. Yeah, I also love it. It's good spread. <laughs> and it's also, um, like, it's also explaining... I think it's reinforcing the barriers in this universe of, like, yeah, spread are a different thing. They're not people's souls or whatever. They're, like, their own piece of magic or whatever and so they can be like imbued with the memories of somebody but they're not like somebody's soul or whatever because their soul goes up to like heaven afterwards or whatever or the the tranquiline halls or whatever right 
But before that, yes, Stormfather takes her on a trip, which we need to talk about. But if there's anything else you want to say about my theory, because I think I'm going to call this as a win for my theory. Okay. Okay. No, let's, let's, I, I don't have anything more to add to it. Okay. Last thing that happens with the Shonai is Stormfather's like, hey, come on, I'll show you around. And has a little magic carpet ride, Aladdin moment with the Shonai. Right. The only thing that I could think of while this was happening was the fact that a Shonai definitely saw like dozens of people get crushed by rocks and boulders as they're like going over the lands. And that probably tamped like damp put a damper on this thing for her. You gotta keep your eyes up. You can't look down. <laughs> right. Don't look too closely at what's happening. Uh but check out that waterfall over there. Pretty cool. Keep it moving. <laughs> right. Stormfather's um, like, ignore all those poor people dying, but look at this mountain. You can zoom your vision in. I recommend against it. Uh, <laughs> you want to get a wide angle. Yeah. I don't know. It's... I feel like just the moment, right... It's more of a vibes moment mm. and you're just you're not going to you're not going to notice the bad parts. <laughs> right. Or maybe right? you are but you're subconsciously going to ignore it, right? Like this is my last yeah. time on earth. Uh yeah, there's some bad stuff there, but I'm going to look at the cool trees. Yeah. Yeah. They're very they're very nice. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there was an opportunity for Stormfather to be like, hey, maybe this time I should not crush anybody. I agree with that. Maybe, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, do you think it's enough mm. of a reward? You know what I mean? Like, mm. I real, it's very fitting, mm-hmm. so I'm not actually complaining. But I, I will just say, Calvin gets to do this, like, every day. Yeah, Dalinar gets to do this wants. every day. Mm. I don't think so. So it's very good because like I her seeing every hill was a thing for yeah. her. Yeah. Um but I think if we're gonna give it to her, we have to take it away from Dalinar and Kaladin. <laughs> no. Yeah. No No I don't think so, Luke. I think just because she deserves more doesn't mean she gets more. It's, which okay. is tough. Which is tough. The world's it's an unfair world. It's out here. unfair, but I appreciate the colons, the colons have like every the top five positions. Absolutely, it's the inequality here is off the charts. Very clearly, not a meritocracy. I will say, mm, definitely not. Uh, but I, I appreciated the Stormfather doing something nice. You know, yeah, it was very yeah. nice at the Stormfather, and I. I yeah. Props. I'm going to give a little bit of cred back to Stormfather. Right. And it happened to be four Dalinar pu- has been pushing him. Correct. A bit. Yeah. The last thing I want to say, which I feel like we always have to address, is the wit story. I don't really have tons of notes on it, but there's a, there's a wit story in every book. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do, how do you think this one ranked? Mm. It's, oh, so this is the one with the dog that wants to be a dragon. Uh, yeah. I would put this top three. Ooh, okay. I love this wit story. All of the wit stories are very good. Yeah, they are. It's hard to pick. It's hard to pick because they're all very perfect for the moment as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I asked you where it ranked, which is an unfair question. Um, And I'm going to not answer it because I just, wow. it's just all too good. I am going to put it top three though. I, st- I stand by my okay. ranking. I think it goes in the top three. Definitely not the top, but near the top for sure. I, th- I loved it. It was okay. a good story. Yeah. Very good story. Very good story. We love wet slash Hoyt. I also love that he had to explain what a dog was. <laughs> that was very So funny. good. Very good. Very good. Um, I also love his uh, spread. In their interactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're very funny. Um, but that's my last note. Do you want to do reviews? Yeah, let's do short reviews. Because we're, you know, okay. the series is still going. <laughs> that's right. Plus, we've done a lot of these and 
no surprise. I feel like we both like them. Yeah. I I will start and again be very short and not super precise. Obviously, I really loved it. Um, there were a couple moments that dragged that we have yeah. talked about. I think in previous episodes, um, but overall, I don't know. There, it's so good. Stormlight's just so good. Stormlight is very good. Luke, I have a question for you, and you might not be able to to give us an answer. Do you have a favorite okay. of Stormlight that we've read so far? Oh. I'll, while you're thinking about that, I'll go first, because I've thought about this a little okay. bit. I actually, this might be a hot take. I love the first one a lot. I think the this, first I was one, actually leaning that way as well. The, and the reason, the particular reason I like the first one is it's it's kind of simple. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I it's not like I don't like the expanding Cosmere universe, but the first one is just so like straightforward and like every cool thing that happens in the first one is iconic because it seems like it's brand new. Um, and it just seems like the struggle that happens in the first one, while it's much, much smaller scale, is much mm-hmm. more like impactful on the characters. Um so I, I think I I still like the first one as my favorite of the Stormlight we've read so yes. far. Yes. I think that you could probably make an argument for every, each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that I would choose the first one as well for basically the exact same reasons. Wow. Very original, Luke. <laughs> so, so, so give me your quick review of, of this one, though. Okay, yeah. Um, I liked... So the parts that I loved about this one like that I don't normally love about these books Navani I actually really enjoyed those parts uh maybe it's maybe I'm biased because I'm kind of a scientist I'm a bit of a scientist myself but uh (laughs) I loved the like discovery and the the like Navani chapters were very good um I feel like Kaladin struggled a lot and it was like okay (laughs) Man, this sucks for Kaladin. And I feel like it was just all bad for Kaladin, um, which was tough to read. Uh, but I also appreciated, that, uh, maybe appreciated is the wrong word. Teft dying was like important that it happened mm. because that was like a very big main character and might be one of the like kind of most important characters that's died so far. In like a major yeah, way. Yeah, there's been very few like Shonai maybe vying for that. Right, right. Um, and so I appreciate that like the stakes are getting a little higher now. And we can kill Spren now. So I appreciate that the stakes are getting higher. I like that for this book. Um, but it seemed to it seemed to maybe a little bit long at parts. So I, I think I largely agree with you. Um Okay. I still enjoyed it a lot. Like we said, these books are great, but they're yeah. pretty long, Brandon. <laughs> That's right, Brandon. Um, okay, so we're all caught up with Stormlight, where you're not going to need to see another Stormlight for for a while from us. Um, we will return to Brandon Sanderson at some point. I've already talked about the schedule, but remember, next week, no episode. The week after that, Patreon only. Um, send us any send us any any mailbag that you want us to discuss. Um, and for the for the rest of you guys, see you in three weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll be here, bringing the hot takes, being dumb nerds. <laughs>